makes a monster. To defeat a monster. Hello again to another episode of Real Talk. I'm Shane. I'm Robbie. And I realized that I'd been getting like 20 minutes into the show before we had done the introductions on the last few. So that's why I figured I'd go ahead and lead with that one. <laughs> um, we're coming to you from GimmickSync.com. And you may be reading this or listening to this on either iTunes, where we've been there now, from GimmickSync.com, um, from YouTube.com. A couple places to get us. Uh, I'm going to make certain, you know, once new website's 100% up and running, we're going to make certain we're on Stitcher, stuff like that, so we can show some love to you people on the uh, I, or the um, Android side of things. Yeah. So, we're getting there. We're growing. It's only our fourth <laughs> episode. Get off our backs. Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's get to the non-hostile part of the podcast. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> Uh, well, so, I think we hopefully we got a lot of our hostility out in that last episode. Yeah. Um, well, we'll definitely have to upload that one first then. Yeah. Because nah, we were talking about the order, but um, still, screw that movie. Yeah, <laughs> screw that movie. That's his uh, GimmickSync.com reports Transformers The Last Night. Screw that movie. <laughs> All right, so um, start off with a little bit of movie news. So What you got? One thing I saw, I've got two stories, and I know you've got one. So the first thing, I want to read this. Um, with Universal's Fate of the Furious getting its digital release today. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Did that movie come out in a couple of it's weeks? It's the whole, it's the digital gimmick where it comes first, and then the Blu-ray's like a couple of weeks later. But yeah, it's, but it's that soon. That movie's coming out in like two weeks? Yeah, I've got mine on pre-order, I believe. Damn. So, getting its digital release today, original franchise star Michelle Rodriguez took That's to Instagram to tout it. Did she use tout? <laughs> Nobody uses towels. Vince McMahon tried to use towel. He's like, them damn kick out of gimmicks, kids. I can't do it, Vince. That's you. They want to use towel. Damn it. <laughs> sort of. He's what going to it- towel. <laughs> <laughs> what it ended up being was a gentle but notable nudge seen by her 3.8 million followers to Universal and the series producers to show some love to the women of the franchise on the next one. Or I just might say goodbye to a loved franchise. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I mean, and that's not a uh, kick out it. No, I said kick out it. The that's not a thing to say. Like the gimmicks ink people dislike female actors. That's not the case. I just really dislike Michelle Rodriguez. Really? I hate her. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Well, you also haven't watched Lost. <laughs> The TV show? Yes. She's on that? Yes. I did not know that. And that is the, Anna Lucia is the origins of my hatred for Michelle Is this Rodriguez. like when people from that watch The Office, they hate Ian on Parks and Rec because they hate her character on The Office so much? I can see that. But it's a, like it's... You just hate her from that No, character? I've actually never liked her in anything. Like even oh. in the Fast movies, I'm not a fan of her. Like, I don't think she brings so much to the... she makes you furious? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not... You know what? They'll, they'll replace her. Nobody cares. I don't care. <laughs> they already killed her off once and yeah. brought her back, so... and I was happy. I liked it. I mean, this is a franchise who its number two star died. And they made two more movies. I think we'll do all right without Michelle Rodriguez. 
maybe. Uh, trust me, <laughs> that that's going to be the Jenga pellet that that knocks down the Dude, billion dollar they franchise. They may need her when they get on the International Space Station. Oh God. Because, you know, Homeboy is going to be hacking that thing in the next movie like we talked about. Tej is going to be hacking the International Space Station. I love how when I can't remember a person's name, just I just homeboy. call him Homeboy. Well, you do that. I call him Homie a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, she can... Don't let the franchise hit you in the ass there. Uh, I, uh, goodbye. Can, but speaking can I hope that they... I hope that... Honestly, I hope that the next movie has less female characters in it just so she actually has to put up or shut up because what other movies is she making what other movies is what other payday you got yeah because resident evil's done and they only brought her back once for that so mm-hmm. i don't know i didn't know you did not like her i can't stand her i don't mind her she's all right yeah <laughs> you're just like yeah i was aggravated when they brought her back in that franchise i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I remember seeing the when they do that little stinger, and it's like, and boom, look who's back. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this bitch again. Wow. <laughs> I don't like our characters. <laughs> Ain't no bitches gonna race no cars. <laughs> nope. <laughs> to paraphrase that other movie that we talk about. Uh, I'm sorry to get hostile on that. I just do not like her. <laughs> I, and you thought the hostile part of the show was over. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> What else you got there? Uh, um, okay, so the other one was um, James Cameron is saying that going forward with the next Avatar movies, they will be in 3D, but you will not need glasses. So I have to have eye surgery before I go? Because <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> A.K.A. no. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that about the fact that they're making four more Avatar movies is just no. You know what? Uh, next thing I want to read is James Cameron on Instagram going, if they don't start showing more love to Avatar, I'm going to leave the franchise that I loved. And bye. You can go make some movies with Michelle Rodriguez for all I care. Like, <laughs> It's like next, next stuff is going to be like, I'm making a movie that you don't need a movie screen for. Uh, what? <laughs> Go for it, Jim, because I really don't want to watch that movie. And I like Avatar, but I'm just like, does the world need four more Avatar movies? And see, that's What a, else is there to say? That's the thing. Like, I've heard so much good and bad about that movie. I've never even just cared to watch it, honestly. I'm not even going to put everybody it on the list for you, me, man. Everybody tells me, they're like, you need to watch it just because it looks beautiful. Here's like, the thing. on a Blu-ray. Like, Since if you, have you can't Blu-ray watch setup, it in the theaters in 3d anymore you mm-hmm. don't need to watch it really uh, 100%. was that during that that the was the spectacle 3D that's the movie gimmick. that made the spectacle uh, okay it's i will say it's the best looking movie i've ever seen in 3d really? there were parts of that movie that like i remember because halfway through it i got up to go to the bathroom because it's like a million to years long mm-hmm. but it actually looked like at times and it's not even like a great like oh there's tons of stuff flying at you it's just that movie did such a good job at showing a depth of field in the movie. Like, there's this one scene to where, like, they're addressing a ton of soldiers. And it's just, you've seen that show, or shot a hundred times in a bunch of different movies, where it's all the soldiers just sitting in fold-out chairs in, like, a hangar being briefed. Mm. I got up, and it was like I could look around the characters. 
like the three oh, D wow. looked that good. Now that it's just on Blu-ray, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful movie. It's no different than any other CG movie you're gonna watch sitting at home watching it on your Blu-ray player. Really? If you if there was a chance, like if they put I will say this, and I it almost wouldn't shock me to see if they do it. When the next one comes out, if they put the first one back in theaters. That's already been in theaters like seventy four times. Yeah, which I guarantee you they do because Cameron's gonna wanna jack that money up a little bit more yeah but i bet you he does a conversion to the new one to where it can be watched without glasses guarantee like i'd lay money on it if it comes back in theaters watch it there yeah in 3d because it is what 3d movies should be at home like i've had i've got the movie sitting up there Mm -hmm. i've never taken it out of the case since i bought it because, honestly, I have no need to watch that movie outside of seeing it in the theaters. It's a forgettable movie outside of that. Why did it make all the money, then? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I literally don't know. I don't... In the same thing, I don't understand why Titanic made the money that it did. Like, both of his movies that have made that tons of money, I don't get. Like, I saw Avatar in theaters... I paid the million dollars you pay to see it in 3D mm-hmm. or on IMAX. I think I... No, I didn't go to my IMAX screen. But, like I said, good movie. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It wasn't like I left it being like, oh, this is a steaming pile of crap and I don't understand why it makes money. made money, but you've seen the movie before. It's Fern Gully. It's <laughs> Dances with Wolves. There's a reason they made those jokes. Because it's the same movie. Gotcha. Outsider goes in to meet these indigenous people, and at first he's an outsider, but he learns to be part of them and then becomes their stupid king in some way. Like, you know, it's it's Last Samurai. It's every one of those type of movies. So the movie is nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, big blue cats. <laughs> but I don't know. It just, I mean, it is in, in theaters, in 3D. It was a beautiful movie. And, you know, so I'd be more interested in going to the Avatar world at uh-huh. Disney than seeing not just one movie more in this franchise, much less four more. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, I don't know, man, like. When you're getting in, which we'll get into that with when we're talking about shared universes, but they, they just make so many plans ahead of time before getting everything set up. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. I mean, this dude, he's been planning on making more Avatar movies forever. Right. And the funny thing is, I can't tell you, like, if I sit down, everybody on the planet must have seen the movie because it made all the money. Mm-hmm. There's a reason it's at like $2 billion. Like, tons of people saw the movie. I can't say I've ever talked to anybody that's ever been like, oh, it's my favorite movie. Or that it's in their top ten. <laughs> so, I don't get it. Like, it's one of those things where I can't say I understand why I made all the money. I wish I could. Gotcha. Unless you're the guy from Parson Rack. Who goes on and on about it? I don't know if you've got there yet. No, I haven't gotten <laughs> anything like that. Is he head of all outdoor security? Why was he transferred from his indoor desk job, you ask? Listen, 
Have you seen Avatar? I never saw Avatar. I wanted to read the book first, but then I realized there's no book version of Avatar. I mean, here's... The funny thing is, every time I say it, it's like, really? Are there that many people clamoring for... The funny thing is, every time I hear them talk about the fact that they're making more Avatar movies, mm. I've yet to hear anybody say, oh, sweet, they're making more Avatar movies. It's always like, really? <laughs> so I'm like, if everybody saw the movie, and nobody wants a sequel, mm-hmm. why are there four? <laughs> I mean, it's like Jim Cameron has basically decided, no, this is this is what my life is now. My life is Avatar, and I live Avatar, and that's it. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, the dude that was the lead in the movie was not a great actor. Wanna, it's that Sam... The guy who played in uh, Terminator Salvation? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, Sam Worthington, who's has no charisma. And everybody who's ever said it in any movie he's in, it's like, oh, he's throwaway. Like, was he the was he Captain Boomerang? No, that was the other guy that they, they, that they the say thing. that about. Yeah. Was the, that was the dude that was in one of the Bruce Willis Die Hard movies. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name. I don't know. Oh, Jack Courtney. <laughs> there you go. I know. Yeah, but you're right. He's the other guy they say that about. <laughs> Maybe they'll make a movie so, where they're brothers and nobody will see that. Well, at least in that movie, I was going to at least give him Suicide Squad because he played a good character, like he was out there, memorable. Yeah. But I guess Sam Worthington still hasn't gotten that. So <laughs> Maybe John Courtney beat Sam for the role. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I think he was in... I think he might be in that movie. Really? I'd have to look it up, but... Oh, anyway... um. Avatar 3D. I'm interested to see how that technology is going to work. Not have not have to wear the glasses. Um, I hope it doesn't kick off another stupid. Every movie's got to be in 3D. We're finally out of the 3D phase. Yeah, we are. We're getting there for sure. And I'm afraid this crap's going to bring it back. I don't know, man. I don't think it will. I I hope not. I think I think TV. Not like the TV's not picking up and making a lot of money mm-hmm. that I think helped kill yeah. that that you don't see as many 3D Blu-rays nowadays either no. the newer releases like they used to always coincide and now they just every now and then they'll drop one here and there yeah but yeah I hope we're I hope we're away from that yeah well, I can only hope he wasn't in Suicide Squad he was in the Titans movies though Oh, okay. I Which gotcha. I fell asleep during Clash of the Titans and so have he, no desire to was go back nap, and rewatch it. Nap of the, the Titans? Nap of the, yeah. <laughs> Straight up fell asleep during that one. And when the second one came out, I was like, you know what? I can sleep on my own. <laughs> I don't need that to help me. All right, you got um, you got a little bit of news. Oh, yeah, the DC thing that they were talking about, which I guess was Matt Reeves that mm-hmm. took over for it, announced that the Batman is going to be a noir-based style of movie. Yeah, I saw that, like, noir detective movie. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And, see, that makes me wonder, too, because, like, you know, we had Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and we went back and told Diana's story with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do that with Batman? Is it going to be oh, before... Oh, going to be a prequel? Is it going to be before the events of not. Batman Superman and why he's so cold 
in that movie. Well, I think that they just explained that he's cold during the first movie because he's been doing it for years. Yeah. Like, and Robin dying yeah. didn't help. Because like, um, with that, there's a lot to play with, though. Because you have Robin's death. Mm-hmm. So you know Nightwing's already established. You have all these other characters. Well, they're can, making a Nightwing movie. Yeah, so that's kind of cool, but it just it really makes me wonder where this Batman movie is going to fall in on the timeline. I hope it's afterwards. Like, I really, I'm kind of done with the so, idea of prequels now. Well, see, how are they going to do it, though? Because Justice League is supposed to take place after Batman Superman. Right. I just want it to take place after Justice League. Yeah. See, Batman always see both... is like that in the comics, though. You can have this big world-saving stuff with him, yeah. but then at the end of the day, he goes back well, to Gotham I mean, and just heck, does Gotham stuff. You do it in the uh, DC animated new continuity mm-hmm. that they're doing. Like, every other one is Batman doing his thing, and then he comes back to Justice League. Yeah. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I don't know. I guess with Batman, though, you can go both ways with that. Like, there's a lot to be told before and there's still a lot no, to be told is, after. Yeah, they've set up a lot to be told with this version of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I kind of liked it, but I don't know, I don't like the idea of going backwards anymore. I like the idea of going forwards. And let's see where this goes. Because I think with Batman, you can just do Batman. Batman's always been that character, because you get stuff in Iron Man. I remember in Iron Man 3, when that movie was coming out, and everybody's like, why didn't he just call the Avengers? Yeah. And you kind of get that with these Marvel movies and stuff like that. And I think in even other superheroes, you kind of get it. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you just call Superman? You know, why don't he help? Batman has always kind of been that to where he can have something going on in Gotham that doesn't need, like, he just doesn't want help from other characters. But I hope that whatever goes on in Gotham in that movie is small scale. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want it to be a another, like, a nuclear weapon. I don't want it to be something that can destroy the city. Yeah. Uh, because, to me, that's going to be, well, super-powered stuff. Like, I really want it to be Batman has a just a criminal he has to take down. I don't want the criminal to be trying to dominate the world. Mm-hmm. That's why, and I know a lot of people are after it, and that's why I want it to be Under the Hood. Now, see, Under the Hood would be good. Or, um, the, well, they're kind of, they kind of did it on Gotham, but I would just like to see him actually run into the Court of Owls, like a Batflick bat version of that. That would be cool because, like, both him of those finding things... out that there's more to Gotham that he didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would just, and I guess I would kind of go into the detective style that we were talking about. That would be cool. I would almost like to see, if I were making it, I'd like to see the Batman be, um, under the hood. Mm hmm. Let them make Batgirl, let them make Nightwing, and then make Court of Owls and bring in Batgirl, do a Bat Family movie yeah, with would, Court of Owls. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because, yeah, because, well, I mean, we already said Nightwing's got to be established because Robin's dead. Mm-hmm. Doing the Red Hood, you'll get Jason back. Right. So that would be, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. And if you're doing them around the same time, you can either bring in Nightwing or introduce Nightwing in that movie it's and then have they, him go off into it's kind of how they did it with the animated movie yeah so I'd like to see that um, I, I I think that you can do like I think they've done all the setup I was reading 
some things on Reddit today. People talk about how they'd like it to be under the Red Hood because that's going to have the detective stuff, him trying to figure out who the Red Hood is. Yeah. But people were like, oh, well, they'd need more movies to set that up. I don't think you do. No, you really don't. Like, you've all. introduced that a Robin has died. Yeah. You just tell us at the beginning of the movie that it was Jason Todd by having Dick in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you know that it's Jason. Maybe even having Batman, like, part of it being he's starting to bring on a new Robin. And you have Jason, like, Jason's thing is... Put, maybe put it this way. Don't do the entire story where you've got the Joker, which, although, I'd like to see some of that. But have it be... Batman's getting ready to bring on a new Robin, because now he's not super dark anymore. He's lightening up. He understands the importance of having people around him. So he's going to try Robin again. Mm-hmm. So the Red Hood shows up to teach Bruce a lesson about not having like young sidekicks. That would kind of work, too, from the trailer. When uh, Gordon's like, it's good to see you working with people again, mm-hmm. he could finally be getting back into that. So, yeah, yeah I think that's the way they should go. Mm-hmm. That I think that gives you enough to let you, whoever you get to be Red Hood build up some. It's a great place to bring back in Jarrett Leto's Joker. Yeah. Because, oh my gosh, especially if they do the opening, how they did it mm-hmm. with the other one. Yeah, with flashbacks of him like, you, killing him with the crowbar. I love that, too. Like, I don't know. I can't remember if it was in the book. I know it was in the movie when you had Raish, like, overseeing it. He's mm-hmm. like, he's not going to make it. Like, he knew that Robin was going to die. Yeah. And... Yeah. I think you could even get away. Like, well, this I like that this is finally a Batman universe that something like the Lazarus Pit would be acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing I didn't like about the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, was, was there's no fantastic suggested. elements. Yeah, and that I don't. You know, it's one of the, I read somebody they said it perfectly on Reddit, but it was like I don't need a Batman that's rooted in reality. Because it's a fucking comic book. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want this stuff to... Oh, I want a Batman that could exist in real life. I'm like, no, I, I'm i pretty good with a superhero Batman. Like, a comic booky Batman. Well, see, they... Um, small spoiler here, but they actually introduced the Lazarus Pit on Gotham. Oh, really? Yeah. And you got to see how it works and whatnot. And oh, that's cool. It was really cool. And the guy they got playing Raish is... Um, the guy who played the King of Dorne on Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, not Antonio Banderas? <laughs> yeah, it's not Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've realized that after watching the la- or redoing the last episode, apparently every Latin actor or actress is judged on whether they are or are not in the movie Desperado. <laughs> I was going to say, so, <laughs> is he a member of the League of Desperados? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe wow. he can make a movie with not Salma Hayek and Michelle Rodriguez. No, <laughs> Penelope Cruz. That's who you were talking about yeah. in the last episode. But all right, well, we'll get into Batman stuff a little later because the second half of our show we want to do on uh, extended universes yeah. and uh, cinematic universes and stuff like that. But let's talk about a movie. Uh, last week we we do I think so (laughs) last week we saw The Mummy with uh, Tom Cruise and 
other people. Other people. <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow and other, other people. people. Uh, that funny guy who might as well have been T.J. Miller, but wasn't yeah. T.J. Miller. But um, anyway, we kind of talk about going, you know, especially franchise stuff or remake stuff. You know, we always open with, how did you get into this? You know anything about The Mummy? I know that Brandon Fraser was in some movies. <laughs> you ever see the Karloff movie? I have seen movies actually. I've seen I've seen a lot of the old Universal monster movies. Like just you know, growing up, they would be either on Sci-Fi or Family Channel mm-hmm. or something like that. Because that's where you put old yeah. horror movies. Is so the Family like, Channel. <laughs> that's how that's how I got into Batman though. Was the see, re- I understand reruns that. of yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, like I would just see. You know, those here and there. And, um, you know, then they do the Brandon Fraser action adventure. Right. Which I like. I like those movies. I remember liking them. Like, I haven't seen them since they came out. Mm. And I can tell you that I was watching the CinemaSins, um, Everything Wrong with yeah. the Mummy 2. That movie did not look good. See, and From I, that's that weird. Lens, so I'm wondering if I went back and rewatched that movie. If I would like See, that I movie. remember when the second one came out, it actually made more money. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a better movie, honestly. Really? Yeah, and um, I remember when it came out on DVD, if I'm not mistaken, because I was working at the, the big blue store of hate, <laughs> and um, I had to stock those things every Tuesday. We could not just keep... The Mummy? We, like, yeah. just restocking The Mummy We could not keep The Mummy Returns in stock. And it came out the same day as episode one. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I remember I was like, why isn't anybody just buying Star Wars? I'm like, oh, wait, it's episode one. Never mind. Mm, that wasn't that wasn't mm-mm. the same time? No. Well, I remember. The first one might have been. Maybe that's what I'm because thinking. I, and I think you're right, because I know for a fact I bought episode one while I was in high school. On DVD Episode, or VHS? On, because I remember it came out on VHS first. Now, then you may be right. Yeah, because I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I think it finally came out on DVD the same week that The Mummy did, or Mummy Returns did, and we could not keep, like, that was by, even back in the day when they would do full screen, widescreen, separate oh, releases, which was just garbage and a nightmare because you had to find the space for it in the store. How many full screen movies did you accidentally get for Christmas or a birthday? None. Really? Yeah. I knew better. Like, I, everybody that would buy me something knew better, or I just would buy it myself. I always would end up with one. Like, it would always end up, like, one or two randomly. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> thanks, I guess. <laughs> where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, where's the rest of this movie? <laughs> but, no, like, I don't know, man. I, I like those Brandon Fraser movies. I, I mean, I know we got that love for The Rock, so I gave the Scorpion King a pass until the last 10 minutes when they realized, oh crap, we spent all the money and now The Rock looks oh, like Play-Doh. One of the worst CGI of all time. But it was the movie that got him started, so you got to give him credit. Yeah but, yeah. but as far as, and then, what was it, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? Yeah. That was not a good movie because Uncharted 2 told the story of... Uh, no, Shambhala. Shambhala a lot better than that movie did. Charter 2 told a lot of things. The one thing that always got me, you've seen The Shadow, right? With Alec Baldwin? Yeah. When do they ever just address the fact that the gimmick, mm-hmm. the knife in Uncharted 2, is the same knife? Oh, yeah. The magical knife from 
the shadow like wait a minute I think I might be thinking of the wrong movie I am uh, I haven't seen the shadow I was thinking of uh the Phantom yeah because I can't I remember the posters being beside each other at the movie store in town <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's, I was like wait a minute what are you talking about <laughs> oh no. I'll show you I'll show you later um you you'll just straight up be like it's the same thing like okay, I swear I gotcha. they just modeled it off the exact same prop I like the show it's it's, it's a pretty good movie but I guess if you just go back to your question I guess my history with the mummy is not that long ago yeah so I'm sure you're close to the same. Yeah, um, I knew there was an old, like I knew of the old Universal monster movies. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen any of them until college. So, you know, my first one was the Brendan Fraser movie, and thinking like this isn't that horror, like not much of a horror movie. But the funny thing is, the Brendan Fraser movie actually pretty much follows the story of mm-hmm. the original Mummy, you know. Imhotep comes in. He's trying to be reunited with uh, a Nox and a Moon, mm-hmm. and you know finds her reincarnated in another woman. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the exact same plot. But uh, all right, so this movie, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise at the beginning, going back to Uncharted, plays Nathan Drake. Yeah, so that's exactly what I said to you in the theater. <laughs> like he plays Nathan Drake at the beginning of the movie. The first 30 minutes is Uncharted. Yeah. I refuse to believe anything <laughs> other. He's even dressed like him. Dude, even like you have some of the set pieces that you know would be an Uncharted game. Like yeah. the the thing falling over, the yeah. gunfight. Yeah, it's it's an Uncharted game. Yeah. It's, it's just straight up. It's the minute you start it, he's like, oh, well, this is going to fall, so I have to jump on this, and yep. I have to do this, and I have to say this. And he's got a sidekick with him yep. who somehow always a is okay. smart alecky sidekick. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Tom Tom Cruise was Nathan Drake and even a little bit more like smart ass than Tom Cruise usually is yeah of course that kind of goes away very quickly into the movie yeah but you know Tom Cruise Nathan Drake's his way into uncovering (laughs) uh, the mummy who was under this like ridiculous she was what buried so far out of Egypt I can't remember where they were buried outside of Egypt buried in it was mesopotamia yeah that's right no what that that's right was in current day i can't remember <laughs> but buried under tons of mercury yeah because it was used to keep spirits of evil demons away i was like uh, sam and dean never taught me that they left that little tidbit of information out. no salt yeah but they're trying to find a knife that can turn somebody into uh, the god of death. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point. It's trying to turn Tom Cruise into the god of death. I can't remember his name right off. Um, Set? Yeah, that's it. But, so you go through, they end up coming across uh, Gladiator. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe so they meet Maximus and (laughs) you know he's like I run this thing he is the Phil Coulson of the I think that's what um, they're building Universal the Dark Universe which did you hear DC is trying to sue them over that because that was their name of 
that was going to be the Dark Justice League yeah. movie was Dark Universe. So, so I mean, I guess it's all in who has the copyright to it. I There's guess not much of a lawsuit they can have, but I know they went out of their way and branded this movie because that was the thing that got me because it was the, the logo. The logo starts off with Universal, and then out of nowhere it comes up with Dark Universe. I'm yeah. like, wow, we're really just straight up, just straight up calling that this now. Yeah. So, but. You know, we find out that uh, Master and Commander is <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, Dr. Jekyll. Or is he Mr. Hyde? Uh, he <laughs> turns into both. It's not really a spoiler. Unfortunately, that was something they ruined in the trailer. Well, but. see, that was that's what was funny because, remember, we had no interest in seeing this movie. And then I told you, I was like, you know he's playing that, that guy, right? And you're like, what? That made me more interested in the movie. <laughs> and yeah. funny enough... This is the second reboot of something that we didn't think we really needed that we got to see for free. Yeah. <laughs> Within a year, we've done that twice now. So that's pretty yeah, cool. This one, to way much better results. Because even though it wasn't the most amazing movie, it was way better than Ghostbusters. It surprised us, to say the least. I think, yeah, it did surprise me. Like, I really enjoyed the movie. Um,. I'm kind of not that interested in Tom Cruise's character. Yeah, it was more... And see, that's, that's, I think, a problem with the movie. It's like, it's not focused on being a mummy movie. It's focused on being a world-building movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more, you know, like I said, um, Russell Crowe doing his thing, being Phil Coulson. Yeah. Setting up, you know, everything that's going to happen. Right. So, I don't know, man, like... It wasn't terrible, but it it has a lot of potential to be something good. I think, especially with the casting that they got with like Johnny Depp as right. the Invisible Man, and what was it? Um, who's playing Frankenstein? The guy who played uh, uh Benicio del Toro. No, it's not. Him. It's the guy who played oh um, Javier Bardem. Yeah, like he's playing Frankenstein. Gotcha. So that has me more it has me more interested on what they could do than what this movie actually did the part of the movie that I enjoyed the most was Dr. Jekyll Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Mm -hmm. like I thought that was really interesting Um, the mummy the female mummy it was an interesting version of the story Mm -hmm. I liked it being this mummy was actually evil for evil's sake Mm -hmm. where usually the mummy is not an evil character until people get in his way like the whole Emotep was really just trying to get together with his girl mm-hmm. and then people didn't like that yeah this one you know they make a point of saying this character is evil for evil's sake and that was interesting like i said i think that i was more interested in the world building parts of it than this movie itself yeah did you speaking of world building did you see where the director said that they actually get just may go ahead and recon and say that the at least the first two tie into this like Brandon Fraser's mummy really? could still have happened because if you notice, she actually picked up the book of the day. Yeah, which like, I figured that was just a yeah. You know, but the guy said gimmick. that you know, I guess honestly, man, they're probably just scared that this movie underperformed, so they're just grasping at anything I they think can try too. to do to connect things. But, I mean, because this is the potentially second failed attempt to get this franchise running. Yeah, like think, yeah. Dracula Untold was the first time they tried to get this universal monster movie franchise or universe started Mm -hmm. 
And that one underperformed so much that they just swept it under the rug. And, and they're talking about that now, even though, Doing it with the yeah. money. I think you had said that you'd read apparently it made enough overseas to where they're they said that, not sweeping it under the rug Yeah, I, that was the thing. I think they said that the movie had a checklist that mm-hmm. it had to do to be able to be released in China. Because yeah. you know how they have like yeah, certain mo- rules. Chinese only bring in 35 and non-Chinese movies That was the whole thing with casting Tom Cruise. Because he's like their guy over there. Mm-hmm. And they said that it had to meet so many different demands that they think that's actually what kind of affected the flow of the movie. Yeah, because they're making it just a... Because nobody knows what that movie was, like other than like it wasn't like, a horror like movie. we keep saying it, we it was a world building movie to us. Yeah, because it wasn't a straight horror movie. It wasn't really a straight action movie. It wasn't a comedy. Like I think honestly, it's another one of those things. If they have to go back and scrap it and say, "Hey, we're going to try again in a few years," don't do it action adventure. Like the those movies, like the classic monster mm-hmm. movies, should be like thrillers or like you know kind of like a slower pace setting yeah. of a movie you don't have like horror not i wouldn't say a slasher but like a horror thriller kind of like keep it like i don't i guess it would kind of be hard to do a traditional looking mummy well here's the thing here's the question and it goes into some of the other stuff that we've talked about some of the other movies we've seen have we as a movie going society move past these characters are there some of these characters that we just like the universal monsters, King Arthur, Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. Have we just moved past these characters? Okay, because be. when you have characters like Spider Man, Iron Man, Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. these other characters kind of pale in comparison now. Yeah, have we just moved past the point to where it's like we don't want to watch these movies anymore? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. And even going back to what you mentioned there with comics, sometimes some of the characters are based on these monsters. Like Solomon Grundy is mm-hmm. basically Frankenstein. Well, so the you, Hulk is Dr. Jekyll and yeah, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, so you kind of already have it in the comic world. Mm-hmm. And you can't throw a rock without hitting a comic movie or TV show nowadays. Right. So everything's always being referenced to it somehow. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you could be right, man. It may just be a time to uh, move past it, which I know that'll make a... Walt Flanagan mad because <laughs> he's like the biggest yeah. universal movie monster movie person ever. Just set it on the shelf for a little bit longer because I mean, think about um, some of the problems that you're seeing with some of this stuff. Like, I think one of the things that people complained about when they saw John Carter was we've seen this because John Carter influenced so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. By the time that John Carter finally gets to come out. We've seen it. Yeah. There's nothing new in this movie. And just to your point, so much has been influenced by these characters like Robin Hood, like... Green Arrow. All this stuff, like... By the time that those characters, we bring them back up, mm-hmm. you know, have we just... We've seen it. Like, I don't need to move any further into some of this, which is hard for me because I like these characters. Yeah. I get excited about a new Robin Hood movie. I get excited about stuff like that coming back up from the past like that I love those characters but I just wonder if we've moved to where the majority of people either that's old timey and who cares about it uh-huh. like there's that you know Hollywood nowadays makes a movie out of whatever has a name yeah that's that's that, that's exactly the problem because 
you have all these companies who own these intellectual properties that is like, we haven't done this in a while. Or what was it? A lot of companies have the rule where you have to do something with it or you lose the rights to it. Well, yeah, if you lose a, like, take Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, if, or they're making, because they've played nice. We'll it take was, Fantastic uh, Four. Fantastic Four, Blade, and Ghost Rider. If Fantastic was, Four, if they don't make a new Fantastic Four movie in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. Marvel gets the characters back. That's why the last one got made. That's why we got Daredevil. Well, Daredevil came, yeah, because they didn't move forward yeah. with Joe Carnahan's Daredevil movie he was going to make. Because they bundled, what was it? It was Daredevil, Blade, and, and Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. That's what they bundled together to trade for something. Well, they, well, what it was, was all those rights were just coming up at the same time. Ah, oh, that's right. Marvel told Fox they could keep Daredevil. If Fox gave them Surfer and Galactus. That's what it was. And Fox said, no, we're getting ready to do more with the Fantastic Four. We need those characters. We don't have anything going with Daredevil. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do the deal. But it was just all those characters came up because those deals just got made all at the same time 20 years ago. Yeah. But I don't know. And and that's going to lead into... I think a lot of our second point, which you want to talk about the shared universes, is because now it's not just a, what can we make that has a name to it? It's, what can we make that has nine other characters yeah. attached to everybody it? wants to do what Marvel did. Mm-hmm. With, start it with Iron Man and get 17 movies out of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't... Which I don't blame them, because if you put that Marvel logo at the beginning of a movie... Mm-hmm. It prints money. Yeah, and that's cool. But Marvel came about theirs organically. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. Like, I can get DC wanting to jump on board because, hell, it's a comic company. They want to do it. And they've been making movies for 30 years. Yeah, it's just, and that was the weird thing for a company to have all their characters, they've never tied their movies together, other than a reference here and there. I think it's why DC is throwing everything they've got now, is Mm. because they watched another company show up and do what they they should have been doing with less toys like yeah. marvel had less of their characters when they started this yep that's true one would argue that marvel had none of their a-list characters when they started the cinematic universe iron man was not an a-list character in 2008 yeah i would argue neither was captain america yeah like marvel's a-list characters out of the 90s and early 2000s were spider-man and the x-men yeah really like that's it everybody else was second tier to Spider-Man and the X-Men yeah and And that's so weird too because that was their biggest ones and they sold them off well Marvel sold almost everything back in the day and some of it's they've just got it back remember there was a Captain America movie made by canon there were two Captain America movies made by canon in the 80s or 90s so that was part of it. Like, Marvel sold everything. Mm-hmm. It's just nobody made this stuff, and it came back. Because at one point, Universal was going to make Iron Man with um, Tom Cruise. Yeah, and do you remember why he turned it down? Mm-mm. Um, his face wouldn't be on screen enough, they said. Oh, that makes that sense. Was his, that was his demand. Which, um, Which is unfortunately so funny. doesn't make because Tony Stark fights without his helmet in the third act of every freaking iron man movie yeah but they got around it too man because like the way that you see robert downey jr oh, in the inside gimmick? the yeah 
I tell you one thing. That's one thing I'm hoping that Spider-Man: Homecoming does not do. I got so tired of seeing Tobey Maguire's face at the end of those movies. Oh yeah. Like it was every one of them was just his mask was either off or so ripped up that it wasn't Spider-Man fighting yeah. the villain. It was Tobey Maguire fighting the villain. Yeah, I'd say they'll get away from that with Tony making his suit. I'm hoping I so. Really the do. only reason that I give Iron Man a pass, because Iron Man's the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I give Iron Man a pass because Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have no problem well, seeing like, Robert Downey Jr. fight these people. It's like Thor. He never wears his helmet. Yeah, but I, I'm even... But it's not a he mask. finally it's is, a, though, so that's... Yeah. That but even that cool. I'm alright with because it's not a mask it's not a face covering it's Still, like Loki wears his doesn't bitch about it yeah <laughs> it's like it's like the Batman movies have thankfully gotten past that you don't have movies where Batman's unmasked for the last part of the movies <laughs> or what was it Batman Returns when he goes to rip it off and you can see he doesn't yeah. have the paint on that was so stupid I was like what <laughs> I wish I'd love to see a movie do the white lenses in the eyepieces yeah, that'd be cool. Because it's so clearly makeup around their eyes. Mm-hmm. Some episode I saw an uh somebody drew Batman for a comic book and didn't draw the lenses in. And it looks so wrong to me. Really? To see drawn Batman with actual eyes. <laughs> but all right, so what do you want to talk about with cinematic universes? Because I, you, we've been, you've hinted at this for about two weeks, and I'm very interested. Well, to... it's just the whole uh, this whole the, the mummy thing got me thinking about it, and it's just like it's weird because like what we were saying, everybody wants to do what the event or Marvel did with the Avengers and mm-hmm. jump on board, and you can't just lay out a roadmap and say this is where we're going based on everything succeeding. Right. Like everything has to work out for you to get to that point that Marvel's gotten to, and Universal's and there was no not doing that. That Marvel was going to get, yeah. Like there. I said, it, they got there organically, and for somebody like I, I just don't get how um, Universal thinks that they can do that, right? Well, with those characters, it's almost like they were like, we we just want to do this. What characters do we own? Okay, well we own these characters. Let's do this, and like you said. Those characters are just not as popular. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to do what they want it to do. Like it's okay, like to make a movie here and there, and like have it, like separate or like you know hints that hey, this movie was connected to this movie. Right. But they're just not going to be able to do it. They're they're not. I don't see it. It does make me excited that with the characters that they could do it, but I just don't see it happening. I'm wondering what's the end game. Like in yeah, a, that's the other in thing. In a mummy universe or in a dark universe. What's the end game? Like, why are these characters who have almost always been brought together as they're the villains of the piece? Mm-hmm. Like, the mummy, who are you bringing from the mummy into a shared universe? Tom Cruise? <laughs> because he's not the mummy. So, right. why do I need him? Well, um, technically, I, which I guess that's a spoiler, but what is he now? He's the god of death. I guess he's set the way I took it. I mean, it's funny because he's like, I don't know what I am. And I'm like, Gordon, bitch stabbed you with the fucking... Yeah, because they were like... You know, he kept saying over and over, it takes a monster to fight a monster. Right. So, 
is he oh my god is the mummy iron man is he supposed to be the one that brings everybody together like hey we're gonna kick start off this way like because he's off to go do all this stuff or does he just show up in mummy of or dark avengers and they're like hey it's tom cruise remember him from nothing yeah and see that kind of goes to the other thing i wanted to talk about was patty jenkins was talking about when she did Wonder Woman, right? How it's cool to have interconnected movies, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of cool to just do your own thing, right? So I was like, I know the concept of a shared universe can kind of be intimidating, right, to some people. Like, like that's kind of like why I didn't get into certain runs of comics because I'm like, well, I'm not going to read this if I have to read this to read right. that to read this. I was like, right now, if somebody like say somebody a student or somebody or friend or somebody comes up to you and they're like hey i'm just getting in the comics what movie should i watch first if they were yeah. asking about you know and they're like hey you know maybe they're asking this one uh avengers infinity war is coming out should i go watch that it's my first movie no you can't watch that you've got 17 other movies you've got to watch yeah. beforehand so like things like that can kind of be overwhelming for some people that's why comics to go back to your idea of comics that's why comics every three or four years the entire here recently marvel and dc have been rebooting their universes and it's like even going to the point to where because they're like um in 2000 in around the year 2000 i think they created the ultimate universe spider-man or ultimate Mm spider-man because and the whole point was like if somebody brand new wants to read spider-man They've got 40 years of backstory they have to read. Yeah. Let's just start it brand new. Well, the problem is, you know, after a while they had to cancel that book because it got ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And they've rebooted that universe. And it's like, DC just did it with the New 52 not long ago. Mm -hmm. Well, DC has rebooted their universe again last year. Marvel's rebooting their universe again this summer. See, that's crazy, man. And I think it's one of the problems, like you said, it's it leads to this You have to do this before you can do that mm-hmm. scenario. And see that's what's funny too, because like every now and then, like I just like to kick back and watch something that I don't have to do my homework before I can watch. Right. Like Gotham. It's not connected to the other D C shows. Cause I so I can let that season build up mm-hmm. and just go back and watch it wait for the next season or I can follow it throughout the year. It doesn't yeah. matter which way I do that. When I do the CW shows, it's like I try to watch them in the order they air, mm-hmm. which is kind of nuts to do, but it was easy when it was just two shows, but now yeah, you've got now four shows. four shows and, and a new one coming next year. Which that's not connected, thank goodness. Which is weird, I know, because it's like, hey, we're going to have, well, I can't even remember the it, character. Hey, Supergirl wasn't connected when it came out either. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was on different network. Doesn't matter. It just it wasn't connected when it came out. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying though. Like it was on a different network. It wasn't connected. This one's on the network, and they're saying it's not connected. So I'm like, now. I'm worried. I'm now. worried. <laughs> Give it until the first. I bet you it's not connected because they're like, is it going to last more than a year? And see, that's what was funny. Second too. season, he meets the Flash. Guarantee it. Yeah, because you have to throw, if if your show starts dropping in ratings, you throw the flash on it. But I don't know, man. Like that was just so weird because I remember when they started Arrow, they were like no superpowers. 
Yeah. And there was even talks of trying to connect it to what happened after the events of the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. I and then that. Nolan was like, no, no, this is a bookend story. We don't want anything connected to it. And then they were like, well, screw it. We'll use superpowers. Let's bring in the Flash. And then they did that and they started, you know, building yeah. that universe. Which to me made me a lot happier with Yeah, that which that was cool because anyway. they did go away from it. And I know Arrow suffered there for a while because it seemed like his show was building the other shows. Yeah. But this last season was really good. Mm. I'll have to, I'm still not into them. They're kind or of back. Not like I haven't gotten into this season right. for any of them. It seems like they got Arrow back on the road. That's good. So that's kind of cool so far. But I agree. Like, I th- I like the idea of some movies that exist in the same universe. There's mm-hmm. a um, there's a Kurt Russell movie that came out in the 90s called Soldier. That, according to some people, is in the same universe as Blade Runner. Oh, okay. You don't need to know that. It's not important to either story that mm-hmm. you know that. They just happen to exist in the same universe. Like uh, Tarantino's movies? Yeah. That subtle connection? Yeah. I was like, There's, that's pretty cool. And then, what was it? Um, U.S. Marshals connected to uh, Fugitive just because Tom Lee Jones is playing the same character again? Yeah. So it's like, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's like, if you can do a standalone story without it being predicated on everything that's come before, it's good. That's my thing. A movie, and I, that is a big thing, even though I wasn't, a hundred percent on board with everything Wonder Woman did. That's one thing that I was very happy with. What's that? It was its own movie. Oh, okay, I gotcha. It did not feel well, like it was setting up to me at least, it didn't feel like it was setting up Justice League. No, they used the framework that was already provided to mm-hmm. go back and tell a story. That's why I kinda keep going back and forth yeah. on Batman. I think they could do it in the framework that they've already established. Like Oh, gotcha. That's why I'm saying it Batman could work either way. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But but I like that. They were like, all right, we let you know there's more to this world. Mm-hmm. But somebody could go in and watch Wonder Woman. And other than see, like, I think you could go in having not seen or heard of any of the other movies, watch Wonder Woman. And as long as you know Bruce Wayne is Batman, uh-huh. still get the idea of what happened. Bruce yeah. Wayne sends her a picture. Hey, it's you from World War One. Isn't it cool that you have this now? And we move on with. And it's got that it's got that subtle beginning to where people could be like, well, why did Bruce send her that photo? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you haven't seen Batman yeah. and Superman? No. Well, have you seen Man of Steel? No. Well, let's go watch it. Right. So, and even then, it doesn't predicate. You don't need Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, literally, you could just go back and say, all right, here's Batman and Superman. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, again, because it's at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Each movie is... <laughs> Pretty much retelling what happened in the... And I can... I like that a lot more than I'd like some of these movies that feel like they're just setting up... Like, Thor Dark World just felt like this movie exists to introduce me in uh, um, an Infinity Gem. Yeah, it's and like... And to tie in somehow to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like some, some of those that we were talking about, like especially the Thor movies. It was like... The whole purpose of them was introduce a character introduce a stone let's throw in a crap load of easter eggs that people will just have fun looking for and let's throw a stinger to tell you that we're making another movie yeah that's a formula that they use mm-hmm. so I don't know man like, which as much as I like I mean it depends on how interesting the character is, but that was mm-hmm. that was Doctor Strange you just laid out Doctor Strange 
Yeah. With, With uh, just laid out Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You just, I mean, that's Marvel movie. Introduce new character. Show that there's more to it. Introduce Infinity. Like, I'm wondering what phase four of the Marvel movies is. Because it's like, once you tie everything together with Infinity War, mm. and the stones are no longer a problem that's leading you to a big bad. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about this. Like, what is Avengers 5? I don't know. And you, you don't know, even know if the Who's actors... worse than Thanos that isn't owned by Fox? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to wonder if the actors are going to be back or... Well, I mean, some of the... I have a feeling Phase whatever, the next Avengers... or Avengers 5 will not feature Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, you'll probably start phasing out different people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, bringing in a new group. Yeah, it'll be... I think that's why they're building going to build up Spider-Man now. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing with your super connected universes is what happens when your pieces start falling out? Yeah. You know, what happens when... You know, you have somebody like Robert Downey Jr., who's your major focus point and star of these franchise movies, finally call it quits and say, you know what, I'm not I'm not doing these anymore. I mean, and not even that, like just life happens. Sometimes people die. Yeah. Like, you know what what would happen if like say it's it's the whole thing that they talk about on Seinfeld <laughs> there was a running joke on Seinfeld there in one episode where he's like George always came up with these crazy like what ifs. Mm-hmm. He's like what, what if a baseball team just disappeared? He's like, they all got to be traveling together one time, right? He's like, what if that plane just falls out of the sky? What if the Avengers go somewhere and this happens? Well, Iron Man will probably show up and just lift the plane up. <laughs> but no, like, seriously, like, what would happen if, like, all like, the actors, like, somebody just... somebody bombed Hall Age? Yeah. Oh, dear oh, God. God, don't say that. <laughs> but uh, but I know, get what you're saying. Like, you can't, you can't plan for the unexpected. Yeah. So, I mean, just one major misstep throws... what. They got it planned till what twenty twenty four something like that. I'd it's heard. like one major, and you got to think misstep. That, they had that plan a lot of stuff before Spider Man showed up in yeah. the equation. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like it's it's awesome. Connected universes are awesome, but they're also just I guess uh, it's like a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that can go right, and there's a lot that can go wrong. Yeah, and I think it's. Honestly, right now, if you're not Marvel, mm-hmm. you're not doing it right. Yeah, you're not. Because anybody who's trying it, like, and as much as I love DC, like... They had a rocky start. They're having a rock. They still haven't proven themselves. I seriously think, like, leading into Avengers, there was no, like, no doubt Avengers wasn't going to blow the roof off and make tons of money. Yeah, because it was the this. first time you were seeing... Everybody come together like there's that. There's still a giant possibility. I think it's going to be, it's more likely Justice League fails than it is that it succeeds. I don't think it'll fail. I, really I, don't. I don't, but I, I just seriously think, like, I think because based on the reaction, the critical reaction, the fan reaction of, sometimes I think we're the only two that have liked these movies. <laughs> and especially got weird whenever the one everybody else likes, I don't. Yeah, well, we got we got some feedback from you on that. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're like, out of everything you said negative, you didn't say very much positive. I was like, well, yeah, but that's kind of just how Shane is sometimes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, but I think that was my my point of that. Even going and answering that, 
My point was kind of be the counterbalance of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew you loved the movie and we're going to gush over it. So it wasn't a big thing to be like, we're not going to talk good about the movie. Uh, I might not talk good about the movie, but that's not my job at that point. I will tell you, I saw it a second time. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember you saying it's even better to you. It really was. So I wondered if I see it, am I going to hate it even more? God, you're a bad person. (laughs) There's that possibility, though. It amplified what you brought into it. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just like that movie because I just think that that movie did what it needed to do. And I liked... Oh, I just like... I like that movie. No, as far as doing what it needed to do, accomplishing what it needed to do, I 100% agree. I mm-hmm. think the movie... The movie succeeded. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the highest grossing of the DC movies. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite. On... Like, everybody... A lot of people are saying that it's their favorite of the DCEU. Mine's still Batman versus Superman. Well, mine is still. I love that movie. And I can see, like I've said it in the last episode, I understand why it's most people's favorite, because it's the one that, to me, felt like a Marvel movie. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people have wanted the DC movies to feel like Marvel movies. It does kill me, though, when I see something online and it's like, oh, this is the the best uh, first uh, female-led superhero movie. I'm like, yeah, if you don't count Supergirl, Elektra, that terrible Catwoman movie. Catwoman, yeah. I was like, there have been... This is the f- now you could say this is the first successful female-led mm-hmm. superhero movie, but to say it's the first of and the just pretend first one like of the modern nothing era. ever happened. No. Yeah, but that's yeah. That was one of those things I always thought was funny because everybody was like, "Now, not being a woman myself, mm-hmm. I can't say that I brought this." And maybe being a woman, I can look at that and say, "Like, yeah, but those other movies didn't present it the right way, or some of the characters were still damsels in distress characters, or mm-hmm. whatnot." But, yeah, the idea to me that saying that Wonder Woman, it did so because it was the first and it's being applied. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It's There's been tons of these movies, you know. It's like, is it the first one of the modern era? Maybe. It's definitely the first one out of the big two companies out since, like, X-Men, Spider-Man era days. Yeah, and that's, that is the one thing that um, DC got to beat Marvel to. Mm-hmm. So they'll always have that claim. Yeah. You know, as far as these new yeah. uh, shared universes. But it's, I don't know. I think it's, to me, I'm worried about like the whole shared universe idea with DC and the way that, because like I said, they're not, Marvel, like I said, they come to it organically. DC's trying to play catch up. And they're jumping in with their big gun. They're basically like, we're just going to go to Justice League. We're not going to build up to Justice League. Mm -hmm. Which I think is fine. You've introduced your three main characters. Once you've got the trinity of Justice League, I don't think people need to worry about knowing who the Flash is. Knowing who some of these... Especially because the Flash has had a TV show that's been on for three years. People know who the Flash is. Cyborg is going to be introduced in the new movie. Like Justice League will be Cyborg's origin story. What's well, so, like? Did you hear the whole problem with uh, getting Flash off the ground? Is they've already done it? Like every time every they start story arc, yeah, they come up. Every with, time they start doing a script or something, they're always like, "Well, we already have this, and they did it really good, and it was just a minute ago, so everybody's going to remember it." That is going to be a problem. And I know a lot of people say that would have been a cop out, but he should have just been Wally West. Either I, I mean, I know they're doing Wally on the TV yeah. show, but you should have done. Then you know what they should do? Just go straight out Rogue War, like throw all the rogues at him. Yeah, like let the Flash 
let Flash be the first movie that's got like, no, this movie has six villains in it. <laughs> but Flash is the character you can do that with. Yeah. The rogues are one of the best parts of Flash. Mm-hmm. So I think if I were doing that, that's the one thing the show hasn't done. No. You've had Captain Cold and Heatwave together. Yeah. But you've not done six to seven characters trying to take the Flash down at once. No, not at once. Like, you've had a few here and there, but you've never actually had the whole team together. I think at that point, if that's what you want to do, and if you're worried about getting something, because I never thought of that and never heard it, but you're right. Like, oh, we want to do the reverse Flash, because I'd heard that's who the villain of the movie was going to be, was reverse Flash. You've had him in three seasons of the show at this point. Dude, you're in three season three of the show, and you're already in Gorilla City. Yeah. Like, and they've you can't done get everything. a movie off the ground. I mean, granted, yes, they keep having problems with the director and stuff like that, but it could be because the directors know exactly what we just said that they have, they've done this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to retell somebody else's story that just got told five minutes ago. Yeah. Because what else are you going to really bring to it? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard, I know, like, they want to use their, I guess, their most established characters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Everybody knows Barry more than they do Wally. Yeah. Well, I guess, like you said, Well, that's Wally one of the weird and, things. Wally and Barry have been the Flash almost equal yeah. amount of time. So I guess they just want to go with their... The one that they would DC know. has a predilection towards the Silver Age. Mm-hmm. It always has. Green Lantern and the Flash show that. Because it's almost always DC will go back to Hal Jordan and Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. And it is just that DC likes that Silver Age. Because Silver Age DC is what kind of put DC on the map. Right. Because only three characters really made it out of the Golden Age for DC. And that's Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh Every other major character came from the Silver Age. Well, see, it's funny too, man. Except, basically the exception is Harley. Yeah. Well, it's like when, you know, they started talking about this. Like, you know... Uh, Nolan hadn't wrapped his Dark Knight trilogy yet. Right. And they were always talking about how, you know, we might get a Justice League, like, build to the Justice League exactly the same way Phase 1 of Marvel did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, you shouldn't do it like that. I was like, you need to take a page out of Bruce Timm's book. Just do Justice League and then throw them all together, just mm-hmm. the Justice League. And then start doing your individual stories branched off from that. And I like the way that that worked. Because I love that show, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way they all came together for that one threat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Batman's like, and oh, well. And introduce the characters in that show that they needed to introduce. Yeah. It's like, you know, Batman knew who everybody was because he's Batman. Yeah. And then just go from there. I was like, that would have just been so cool. Like, you know, they put that threat on hold, defeat it, do whatever. Next movie's Superman, Wonder yeah. Woman, Batman. Flash, come together again. Do what the animated movies were doing. Yeah. It seems to me like I think DC's problem with their universe is that they're they don't have a roadmap. They've got a bunch of ideas, but it's like if you notice, most of their movies keep getting pushed. Like Flash and Batman have been pushed out of tw- those. Both those movies were supposed to come out next year. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them are happening. Like, neither one of them have started doing anything yet. Right. Um, so now the rumor is that at San Diego, you're possibly going to have movies fast-tracked into coming out next year. Mm. Which is going to, you know, just start shoving movies out, which is not going to be good. So I think it's one of the things, like, it's weird we say, you know, they can't do it the way Marvel's done it, but it's like, Marvel's 
there's ideas to take from Marvel. I think with bringing Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon and everybody in there, it's kind of like they're just taking a step back to make sure that what they are going to do, they're going to do it right. See, I'm hoping Jeff Johns is there to do that because that's what he did for the comic books. Jeff Johns is responsible for like tying most of the last 10 years of DC together. Yeah, and I'll tell you this right now. He said that he would never direct them. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, Kevin Smith should be an advisor to this. As a fan, just a fan perspective, like, you know, the super fan that he is, he could have that outside opinion that would help get them what they want the crowd to give them. Like, the as a, as a moviegoer and a fan, he would kind of be like, well, that's cool, but you could do this like i think he would kind of just have him i don't like, know if kevin's the guy to do that, i think though. him just kind of have him in their ear would be good like right. with him doing the flash and supergirl and stuff like that he gets the stuff yeah no i agree he should be in there somewhere i just like, don't know no, don't like, like he said he doesn't want to do a movie or anything but just have him like he shouldn't yeah just have him there like talk to him because you know jeff johns and him have done things together right. so i don't know i think it'd just be cool to have an outsider super fan opinion no, that'd be neat. So, I don't well, know. We'll have to do one of these where we talk about Kevin, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't understand why anybody ever... Like, I love Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's my favorite director. I love all of his movies. I don't understand why anybody ever mentions him for directing these movies. Yeah. Because it always comes up. And I'm always like, have you watched his movies? <laughs> yeah. Like, when he, he what about up. his movies says... <laughs> $200 million blockbuster. Yeah. He can't do it. He point blank says he can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, when he goes out of the way, say, no, I don't want to do this, but I'll help out when I can. And Stuff he, like that. He says that the reason he does the shows is because all the action is taken care of by somebody yeah. else. Yeah, like, he's a good person to capture the heart of the characters. I think that's a good point. And that's why I'm saying, like, he, to just have him there as a consultant would be awesome. I could see that. But So... Shared universes, we're for them. Sometimes when we're for them, them. <laughs> sometimes for, we're them for the most part have issues with them slightly. I don't think you should make uh, my final word on it. I think you should make movies that can stand alone, and if they happen in the same universe, that's cool. I think going into making movies. Like making a movie like The Mummy solely so that it will pay off when you put those characters into another movie mm-hmm. in five years is a terrible idea. Don't plan your future success on successes hasn't happened. Exactly. I think I think you have to go because Marvel did that. Basically Marvel went in with the idea of here's Iron Man, here's Captain America, here's Thor. Yeah, they happen in the same universe. And that's the thing, like I keep saying it was organic because I didn't know crap about this. Like I go and see Iron Man and what a month later Hulk came out. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. shows up at the end of it and I'm like Holy shit. Right. <laughs> like, I literally said that. And then like, what was the next one? Um, like I started piecing it together like as the movies were coming Thor. out. Yeah, because I was like, hold on a second. We've got Iron Man, Hulk, and Thor. I was like, and Captain America movie's on its way. I was like... No, it was we... Iron Man 2. Oh, okay. Then Thor, Cap. Yeah. I was like, are we really... I, I think that's what it was. Captain or Iron Man 2 coming out. Was just like okay, well they're playing with their characters, and then I found out they were doing Thor and Captain America, and I was like, are they actually going to do what I think they're trying to do? Right. And that's like, like I said, it just came about the way it should have came about. Right. Like it wasn't forced on me. Like they had a hope 
for Avengers down yeah. the road, and that was their driving plan. But it wasn't like they didn't make Iron Man to make Avengers. Did you see? Uh, I think it was the Target edition of the Avengers when it came out. It had a little segment on there mm-hmm. where it was talking about like all the the movies that got made in Phase oh, One yeah, to yeah. build the Avengers, and like Kevin Feige was like. There's a reason that we're making the movies that we're making, and that was the big reveal was the Avengers right. was happening. But I think it's I think that's the plan. It's like the problem is the Mummy got made so that Mummy Avengers will happen. Yeah, Iron Man and Thor did not get made so that the Avengers would happen. Yeah, there's a hope. Hey, if they do well, we can get here. But when the whole point is to get to Mummy Avengers, mm-hmm. uh. Can it be called that? I hope so. <laughs> Mummy Adventures with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Coulson. <laughs> because, I mean, think about even, I, and we're getting long on this one, but I want to go back with this, to, talking about this dark universe. Think of the characters they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Uh-huh. You know, we're bringing in Scarlett Johansson's the name attached to that one. Not as the creature, as the woman. Was she not Bride of Frankenstein? No, that was uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. So, all right, well, the character that anybody would care about from that movie seeing in another movie is the creature. Yeah, that's true. So, why do I care if Scarlett Johansson's in the movie? If she has to stab because the creature jo- with a dagger and then she becomes the creature at the end of the movie, I'm done. Because my thing is, like, she's the name that you guarantee that when they get to Mummy Avengers, they want Scarlett Johansson in it. I'm like, I don't. I want the creature in Mummy Avengers. Like, when it gets to Mummy Avengers, I want Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, the mummy, Dr. Jekyll, and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. I don't want Tom Cruise and um, Scarlett Johansson. I don't want the characters who fight the characters. That's dumb. <laughs> we don't need another Transformers where the story's told through the, the people. Where the story's through the people. Like, show me the monsters. Give me... <laughs> show me the monsters. <laughs> and that's why I went back into, like, all these characters are the villains of their piece. Yeah. So, you're either wanting me to... Ma- you're going to have to make movies that make me care about the villains. Or you're going to have your shared universe Avengers movie be all about the no-name heroes that nobody cares about. Yeah, it's just a, it's an odd duck. And I don't understand it. Like, to me, if that's the plan, if Scarlett Johansson is the plan, Scarlett Johansson and Tom Cruise are the plan for Mummy Avengers, stop making them. Like, stop it right now. I don't want to see any of the other ones. Yeah, that's just... So, not everything needs to be a shared universe. There we go. So, you know, it took us an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> to get to that point, but you know what? I have fun with it. That's the whole point I like doing this show. It's yep. uh, sit around and have a fun conversation. So there we go. Shared universes. Um, we've got some more coming up on the docket. Uh, you know, Despicable Me comes out this week. Baby Driver came out today. Spider-Man is next week. So, you know, we've got a few more movies to look forward to this summer. Yep. So quite a few more episodes. Plus, we're going to start throwing in some stuff. You know, we'll grab some stuff on DVD or on Blu-ray and go back and watch it. You're going to have real talks that are... Retro reviews. Yeah, retro episodes. Maybe sometimes we're just sitting here talking about movie news. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, hope y'all are enjoying it. Catch us here again at gimmicksync.com, youtube.com. Once we get up to that uh, 100 subscribers, 
We can be youtube.com slash gimmicks inc. Yeah. Uh, so if you're on YouTube and hearing this, give us a subscription. You can just search us by gimmicks inc. Uh, you'll find us. We do some other fun stuff on there. Derek and Shane versus the world where we play all WCW video games. A um, few more ideas that we got coming down the line. So YouTube has definitely not been abandoned. I'm about to start editing season two of Derek and Shane probably tonight. Gotcha. Um, so a few more things that we got going on there. You know, we got a ton of things. We want to start doing giveaways where we give out digital codes to movies, maybe sometimes hard copies to movies. We want to grow into having this be something that we can have a lot of fun with. So give us a like, give us a listen, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, do all that. Go over to gimmicksync.com. Have fun with it. So for tonight, I've been Shane. I've been Robbie. And we'll see you next time. See you at the movies. Yes, that's correct. I came on today because I have some very important information to share. I finally saw Avatar, and I thought it lived up to the hype.